We're back. We're back. As changed women. Yes. <laughs> we may we may remind you this is still a book podcast, but today it is solely a Taylor Swift <laughs> podcast. Get a little a little bonus episode for We're us being self indulgent. Yes. Yeah. Um we are four days ish, three and some change mm-hmm. off of the Eras tour. And this is just an all Taylor Swift themed episode. <laughs> Feel free to skip this one, but also you should listen if you, uh, one, don't care about spoilers, and two, mildly care about Taylor Swift, or if you've already been to the tour and would like to talk about it with us, please. Yes. So, overall, thoughts and impressions, Abigail, because this was your first ever Taylor Swift tour. Yes. Um, I cried so much. <laughs> you really did. I cried, I think, more than I expected to throughout the entire Evermore portion of the show. I just straight up, like, fucking sobbed. Um, I didn't expect that. This is also my first, like, big production, like, pop concert. Yeah, other than Harry, which felt a little, a lot different from mm-hmm. this. Like, that was also a big production, but not on the level of this. Right. Like, I've seen, I went to the Formation Tour, so I saw Beyonce, Mm -hmm. and then I've seen Beyonce and Jay-Z together for On the Run 2, and Formation was a big production, too. Like, obviously, like, the choreography and everything was, like, fucking amazing. It was really cool. Um, But this was different, I think. One, because, you know, Beyonce was touring, like, one album and obviously did the hits from the past, but this was, like, career-spanning. Also, I had never seen Taylor Swift before, so I didn't know what to expect. And I had managed to avoid most spoilers, so that was great. Um, I, 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 I feel depressed now. Like, I yeah. feel sad. It's <laughs> I, over. Me too. I really feel. Well, like I was texting you yesterday, like we were already Googling tickets in other cities. Yeah. It, so if anyone's got a lead on Kansas City, let us know. Yeah, please let us know. We're going to go visit my sister anyway. And so we are like... If if we can make it the same weekend that Taylor is in Kansas City, and if tickets happen to be available at the last minute, then, you know, we'll be there. Any seat at this point. Yeah. Any, any seats. Behind the stage is fine with me. Yeah. I just, I just want to go again. Yeah. It was amazing. I have never, like, I was trying to explain it to my dad, too. And, like, we've seen a lot of concerts together, and I was trying to be like, and they had these bracelets, and they were, like, snakes and, like, hearts in the bracelets and, like, just this whole <laughs> thing and, like, all the choreography and, like, I don't know. Like, it was amazing. It was weirdly emotional. I've had conversations with people about it of, like, I feel like I'm giving myself an experience I didn't let myself have as, as like, a teenager mm-hmm. because I was, you know, not like other girls. Too um, cool to be a Swifty. Yep, too cool to be a Swifty, too cool to um, think things are cool. Right. Basically. To like what other people like. Yeah, exactly, which isn't fun. It's not fun to be a hater, so. No, not at all, but it's very fun to be a Swifty. It is very fun to be a Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so joyful. Like, I think that is what I felt in comparison to the other tours I've been on, so I, this was my fifth time seeing mm-hmm. Taylor. I went to the Fearless Tour, which was much smaller, Mm. um, you know, because that was really, it was her second album, but her first, like, kind of big, like, top 40 successful album. Right. Um, And then I went, I didn't go to the Speak Now Tour. That was when I was too cool for Taylor Mm, because I was in college. 
Um, and then I went to the Red Tour when I was also in college. Um, and then um, 1989, and with the Red Tour, I was just like, I was kind of like still kind of out on Taylor because I was going through my like listening to the fucking Arctic Monkeys or whatever. And like, ah, uh, yes, weren't we all? Indie Tumblr girl. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and so I wasn't that into the Red Tour, even though I was secretly very into <laughs> Red, like the album. But Quietly. no one could know. No one could no, know. No, no, no. Um, but then after 1989 came out, I went to the 1989 world tour with two of my girlfriends, two of my coworkers at the time. And that, like that album, I was like, Hmm, I think I'm back in this, but that tour, I was like, I would die for this woman. Like that was when, and then I went to the rep tour and then now this, but the thing about the Eras tour that felt so different. And I don't know if it was because it is the Eras tour and she's playing all these songs from different periods of her career, if she gained a bunch of new fans in these five years since she's toured, Mm -hmm. if some of the fans who were really young five years ago are now old enough to go to the tour. My best theory is that it's a pandemic thing and we just all really fucking needed this. That's, I think it's a combination of all of it. Yeah. Of like, she gained some really great, you know, indie cred with Folklore and Evermore, which converted people like me who were, you know, haters at one point and then listened to those two albums and were like, oh, shit, people were right. And then perhaps like me did a nice big back catalog deep dive. And And then she's also regaining the fans who were perhaps early fans Mm -hmm. that maybe we're not as into the newer stuff, but then she's re-recording her old stuff, so it's bringing those people back. Yeah. I think it I think it is also similar to Harry of, like, I was kind of surprised about the hype around, like, Harry's house and everything. Like, we went. We're not huge Harry Styles fans. Right. But it was just, like, so joyful and fun. And, like, if That's you... That's the piece that I yeah. think is pandemic-related. That I do, too. I do, too. I agree. Like, Harry's house felt like the first, like, big concert... Mm-hmm. Thing of that genre to kind of come back and so I think you're right I think it's like a combination and it you know being Taylor Swift right the biggest pop artist in the entire world well and also in the years since we've seen her last we got the Miss Americana documentary mm-hmm. so we know her a little better she's yeah. been politically involved for the first time that's true um and she's I feel like she she's always been very available to her fans but I've I feel like there's this really intimate, like, fandom connection thing recently Mm. that's, I don't know. And it's, like, not just, like, between Taylor and the fans, but, like, between the fans as well, like, evidenced by, like, the friendship bracelets of it all. And it was just such a joyful environment to be in. Yeah. I, I was talking with a coworker, like, the day before we went. No, it was two days before. And... We were just kind of talking about of like you know healing your inner child yeah. basically, and I was like, yeah. I've, and Kendall at one point like leaned over to me and she's like, I feel like I'm healing my inner child right now, and I was like, yeah, right, me too. right, right. And hearing songs live that I thought I would never hear live again, like Fearless, was just like such a moment, man. Ah, like, uh, yes, yeah, my Fearless moment, and Sydney and I sobbed, but like, yeah, I don't know, and it was just like looking around and seeing how much fun everyone else was having too and like 
we were all like enjoying that moment together. It was just so special. It was so nice. It was it was very like emotional. Just kind of the whole leading up to it, even like the morning when we were like making the friendship bracelets yeah. and whatnot. I was just kind of looking around and being like, "Wow, I feel really lucky that we're all doing this, and like this feels really nice." And I think I felt like that a lot of kind of rediscovering Taylor Swift because I was a very early fan like I was in it for debut and fearless and then like you know got a little older and dropped off and then yeah just like doing this now I think has really gotten me more in touch with like being a feminine person and like being okay with being emotional and acknowledging feelings that I used to push down and things like that and so doing this with a bunch of other people and just like fucking sobbing <laughs> to tis the damn season in front of you and my soon-to-be sister-in-law and like one of my friends from back in elementary school who I've still like kept in touch with who are still friends mm-hmm. and then Sydney and your cousin it was just like I don't know it was I think the whole thing was just like very emotional yeah it was such a special special group that we had together of girls too because even though not all of them knew each other they are all people who are like special to each of us Mm -hmm. in different ways and like like you said your soon-to-be sister-in-law who I really like and get along with really well and your childhood friend who I really like and get along with really well Mm -hmm. then my 22 year old cousin and my best friend from middle school who is now about to move to another state and we've like never not lived in the same state before like it was just this like and then you and me of course like yeah and so like it was just so even though we weren't all equally close with everyone involved it just felt like such a like emotionally tight-knit group because we were all important to each other in different ways it was very much like seeing different parts of my life like all come together at the same time to do this right which was really crazy um of like yeah Kendall who I've known for like I God, like almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And then you and then like, yeah, it's I feel like I'm going to get emotional talking about it again. Right, And just like how fun, like because it's sometimes hard to bring different friend groups together or whatever, which is something I know we both like to do. But it doesn't yeah. always like <laughs> doesn't always met, you know, our both of our thing is like we want all our friends to be friends yeah. with each other. Yeah. But it doesn't always smash because like people are different people and like, you know, and so, like, this is something that I don't think would have gone badly because, none, like, I love all these people that we mm-hmm. went with. But, like, it's hard to bring together of six, a group of six very different women, like, over a 10-year age range, too. Cause, That's like, true. Because, like, my cousin Liv is 22 and I'm almost 32. Mm-hmm. And all of y'all, the rest of y'all are in between us yeah. at various places. Like, it's a really wide and like most of us live in Austin but Campbell lives in DC and like lives still in college and I like teach at the college that she goes to and like it's like on paper it shouldn't have worked yeah but it did yeah which was really special and then your mom and your stepdad like (laughs) we converted my stepdad into a Swifty while we were there (laughs) I wish that we had taken a photo or video of the look on his face because it was pure awe when we were sitting there watching the rep tour the night before yeah. we went to Eras. So my mom hosted, my mom and my stepdad hosted all six of us for the Houston stop. And when Abigail says hosted, they hosted. There were decorations. There were goodie bags. There were themed drinks. There were yeah. pink pancakes. Yeah, there was. My mom loves to throw a good party. Um, at one point, Sydney was like, is this what your childhood was like? And I thought back and I was like, 
you know what? Every gotcha. time she got to throw a birthday party, this is what it was like. Will Elizabeth host my 32nd birthday this year? She would love nothing more. Excellent. She wouldn't be thrilled. I'll text her. <laughs> she would love that. Like, can I just bring all my friends to your house? She, she truly would love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but we put on the rep tour the night before, and my stepdad, I think, kind of just like, was kind of just like amused by all of us showing up at their house right. and being like, Oh, so you guys are going to go see Taylor Swift and you paid all this money? And then Kendall was like, we should put on the rep tour. And then we did. And he was just like... Mesmerized. Like, he kept shushing us. I know. (laughs) And he was like, she's... This is inc- the choreography. This is incredible. She's an entertainer. Yeah. And he was like, I knew she was good, but I didn't know she was good like this. And I was like, yes, Chris, one why of you, us. Why do you think we spent all this money? Yeah, we're not stupid. Like, you know us. We're not stupid women. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we might be a little stupid, but. Yeah. But we are grown-ass adults who yeah. choose how to spend their money. Yes. Well, most of us are grown. Let's still in college. <laughs> Liv was sponsored a little bit. Sponsored a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, the 22-year-olds need need sponsorship. Yeah. So. Okay. So getting getting to the tour. Okay. Did you know that it was split up into eras in this way? No. Okay. I both did and didn't. I, like, had kind of managed to, like, sort of put it together that I thought that it was maybe going to be grouped that way purely based on the outfits. Mm, I didn't put that together in my brain, mm. and I'm glad I didn't think about it too hard. So for those of you who are listening and aren't going to the tour, haven't watched all the TikTok live streams, she splits up the concert like by album. Mm-hmm. Not in like chronological order, but each like set is a particular era. Right, like there's like between three and five songs in each section, and she goes and changes outfits based on the vibe of that Mm -hmm. era. So it started with Lover Era, which I think was the fully appropriate place to start. Yes. It's the Lover Fest we never got. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody else had written that, too, of, like, a sentimental nod to, like, hey, we should have been here for these songs. Exactly. So, like, let's open with them. Like, we should have gotten the Summer of Cruel Summer. (laughs) So what did you think of, like, how she opened it? I... Miss Americana both make sense to start with and is very weird to me because I feel like that's one of those songs. I feel like Taylor has these songs that she likes more than we do. That was my first reaction. So this kind of got spoiled for me of that this was the opener song was Miss Americana. And I was confused because somebody had told me that it was like perfect. And I was like, when I heard this, I was like, I would not say this was the perfect opener necessarily. It's perfect because... She didn't start at the beginning of the song. She no. started with "It's been a long time coming." Yes, that which is made why sense. I was like, "Yes, okay, it all aligns." Yeah, and the and the documentary is called Miss Americana, so I feel like she sees herself a lot in that Miss Americana character mm. to me. This is a song that I really like now, but did not necessarily like previously. Same. Um. It's grown on me a lot since, but I think before, I think I had heard it before I watched the documentary when, I definitely heard it when Lover came out, when you forced me to listen to it. It was kind of one of those that I was like, this feels a little self-congratulatory that you are being political for the first time. Yeah. And so I am I am a little easier on it now. And also the song is a bop. So. It's so good. It's so, I think I didn't like this one at first just because there are so many better songs on Lover. Mm. But 
I don't skip this one. I never skip this one. No, I have this one on playlist. This yeah. one's in a, a decent rotation for me. Yeah. But man, seeing all those people come out with like with the, the giant things? fan things, it was crazy. It was crazy. I, yeah. I've been watching like videos of it on TikTok. Me too. Still of like, I wish I could just go back to that one specific moment when I had no idea what was going on. And when you knew she was going to be under one of those banner things, but you didn't know when or where. No. I was like, she's under one of those. My favorite part of like watching these videos is like seeing the first person come out and then when his like giant fan lifts up yeah. and everyone just like freaks out. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. And then immediately going into like after it's been a long time coming into the chorus. Yeah, so a very shortened version yes. of Miss Americana and then straight into Cruel Summer. And real ones will remember on this podcast when we said, wouldn't it be fucking crazy if she opened with Cruel Summer? Yeah. And then she pretty much did. She pretty much did, which is why I feel like I didn't truly get the opener spoiled to me, which is also so funny because Cruel Summer is the only video we both watched. Yeah, and we didn't know it was... No. I, I did watch... I watched Karma videos. That's right. Because I knew it was the closer. Yeah. I, like, got spoiled for that to be the closer, so I was like, now that I know where it is in the set list, I'm going to watch it. I had a... I knew that this one was going to be very early in the set list because one of the videos I had watched, she makes the comment of, like, this is the first bridge of the evening. Let's cross it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was going to be, like, a medley of a bunch of different songs, and then we were going to get Cruel Summer. I didn't know it was going to be, like, basically the opener, like you said. Right. Which I think, like... When we were like, would she do that to us? Like, in hindsight, I'm like, of course she did, because that's the single we never got. It's every, like, she knows, we know. And it, like, man, it fucking set the mood. It was, man, everyone just freaked out. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was so fucking cool to hear all 70,000 people singing every word of every song. Like, it was so cool. It was wild. I... Like, even when I've seen Beyonce, it wasn't like that. Which, right. you know, different vibe a little bit. But, right. you know, it's not... Not no. as sing-along-y. Yeah, exactly. But still. Um, I loved the man. The man was very fun. She wore the same jacket as me. We had the same outfit on. Yes. <laughs> you need to calm down. I, re- I hate that we didn't get the full version of the song, because you know how badly I wanted to sing that in a crowd. Oh, yeah. We got some of it, though. We I was kind of surprised it. we got some of it. Um, Lover was great. Love that song. The Archer Ow. shocked us. It did shock us. Ow. Um, but Big that ouch. was beautiful. I have to say, her vocals on this tour, fucking flawless. I don't know if she really is, good. like, seeing a different vocal coach or something, but, like, you know, I am not of the camp where I'm like, Taylor Swift's not a good singer live, but, like, listen, it's been a road yeah. for her you and know, for all of us. She's good. She's great. She's grown a lot. Right. She, but she's she also admittedly talks a lot of, like, she knows she's not the best singer in the world. Right. But on the, like, every, like, she was singing. Yeah. She was, she sounded great. She sounded great. So uh, then we so got then Fearless. fearless came, my moment that I sobbed, even though it was a shortened version of the song, did not care. She did the heart hands, which made, which was really what made me start crying. And then she was in like the little sequiny, fringy uh, dress. And then she did the little stomp spin thing. I know. And I was like, oh my God. Like, it would, like, those little nods to like longtime fans were what made me be like, God, she just, she knows us. Like, she gets us. We get each other. Like, it, it was just like really special. Yeah. That it was very nice to look over and see you and just Sydney just absolutely sobbing. <laughs> 
Like, there's a video that will never see the light of day. I've showed friends, but yeah. I, it will not be posted online. Anymore. No, 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 no one, no one who listens to this podcast is going to see it. No one, no one needs to see it. Um, so then we got "You Belong with Me" and "Love Story." Would have liked more from the Fearless era, but I get it. Yeah, you know, you got to do the hits. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Evermore got five songs, which is crazy. <gasps> Our girl has famously ignored that. Um, Evermore even exists, so she fucking proved us wrong. <laughs> I So we had Tis the Damn Season spoiled for us that it was on the set list, which was kind of a worthwhile spoiler because it was one I did not dream would be on the set list. Right. But I didn't know where it fell. And that she opened the Evermore segment with Tis oh, the God, Damn Season. Oh, God, and the, tr- the set with the trees, like, oh, my, I have I have goosebumps. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to cry again. I just, I, I just burst into tears. You did. I could not... Stop. I never thought we would see that song live. I no. never, never no. thought it. And then, okay, I have to say, even though Willow for me is like, I like that song. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. a fine song. That moment was like probably my favorite, like, like moment of the whole night, I think, with like the witchy vibes and the fog. It was really cool. And the backup dancers with the little glowing orbs. Like, that was just so fucking like it was mesmerizing like yeah. i feel like we've been inducted into a cult i know i was feeling that too where i was like this feels very like salem witch trials exactly and i said this i was showing ryan videos well basically ever since i've yep. been like look at this tiktok look at this one look at this one and we've watched some of the tiktok lives um together and i logged on to one of the tiktok lives during willow and i was like you need to sit down right now and watch this whole thing and I was like, I feel like I've been inducted into a cult. And he goes, you were already in it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this was just, this was like the the ritual. Yes, exa- this was the official induction ceremony. Yeah. So that was cool. Marjorie is fucking rude. I'm like still mad that she played it. <laughs> I sobbed through this one. Campbell next to me was like, I'm a Marjorie hater. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I don't care if you like the song or not. How can anyone listen to it without crying? Like... <sighs> The bridge. Ow. I ow, know. Ow, ow. I know. And, like, I literally couldn't even sing along to it because I knew if I did, I was going to start crying. So I just, like, stoically stood there. Oh, I sang and I cried while I was doing it. But I just, like, had my hand over my mouth. and was yeah. just. I didn't like, look at you. I couldn't look at anyone. <laughs> I just watched Taylor and I was like, I'm going to enjoy this performance. <sighs> and that yellow dress she was wearing or orangey dress she was wearing during it was so beautiful. Oh, it was so pretty. Like the floral one. Her looks were so good. She looked beautiful. She's so beautiful. A beautiful woman. Um, champagne problems. Also, what we've deserved. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And she acknowledged it. Yeah. She was like, I wanted to play this song because I wanted to hear you all sing the bridge together. And then so we good. did. Um, and then Tolerate It, which got to me a lot more than I thought it would. I love this song. I think it is so well written. Mm-hmm. Nothing guts me more then the lyric, gain the weight of you and then lose it. Believe me, I could do it. Yeah. And the way she sings it just absolutely fucking rips my heart out every time I listen to it. Seeing it live and what she did with it with, like, kind of the skit almost of, like, sitting at the table with one of her backup dancers. Yeah, very, um, fuck, what's John Mulaney's ex-wife's name? Anna Marie Tendler. Anna Marie Tendler. Ow! Right? Damn. With the table? Yes. I know. Ow! Oh, I know. It was so good. I'm so glad we got to see that. Um, and that, okay, 
going from tolerate it into ready for it is the most fucked up thing that this woman has ever done. There was like, you know, the video transition in between while she changed clothes. I would pay $700 again to see you react to ready for it. (laughs) You like (laughs) your soul left your body. I blacked out. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> that was it. You just were so, you were just so excited. It was so cute. I just. Campbell and I both looked at you like, it's happening. Because <laughs> I had gotten maybe like a glimpse of this one on TikTok, but like swiped real fast. So I was like, I think I heard the bass, but like, yeah. I didn't know now. The choreo was really good to this one. So yeah. much of like her, the way sh- her and her dancers were moving around the stage, like as a unit for so much of mm. the show. Mm-hmm. Like, they would, like, walk at the same time and, like, just moving as, like, this, like, morphing, like, mob of people was, yeah. like, hypnotizing. And that's, like, what this song, like, the choreo in this song was for me. After, like, watching to, like, the intro video and, like, I didn't know where Rep was going to fall in the in the set list or anything like that, just, like, yeah, the the whiplash from Evermore into Rep, I just, like, Ooh, fucking lost my mind. Her outfit, that was my favorite outfit. Yeah, It was too. amazing. So good. Snake microphone. So good. Brought back this, yeah, brought back the snake microphone. Snake in lights through the crowd. Oh my Crazy. God. I like, I'm, I'm so mad, but I understand why, but I didn't take any videos during the rep portion. And now I'm just like on a mission to find good views of them. Yeah. And they are so hard to find. You, well, you have to go to TikTok. Right. And so of course it's just like views from people's seats. And so like, I need the Disney plus Netflix, whatever special, like, yeah. right now. I have, like, a whole TikTok folder that's saving videos from the night that we were there <gasps> and then saving just, like, other Taylor Eras oh tour videos. I, can we make, like, a shared favorites thing on TikTok? That would, that would be great. I can check. Yeah. Maybe I can make it public so you can at least see it. That would be great. Um, We got delicate. We got one, two, three, let's go, bitch. And she did it with us. She said one, two, three, and then she went like the, like gestured, like (gasps) come at me. I didn't see that. Yeah. So after sobbing through Evermore, I had a contact issue where there was just like mascara smeared (laughs) all over my right contact, which is my dominant eye. Like, I don't really look out of my left eye. I really only look out of one. And Uh so for a lot of the concert, everything was kind of blurry. Oh, no. Yeah, she went one, two, three with her fingers and then gestured, like, come at me during Let's Go, Bitch. And I was like, she gets us. I'm going to cry again right now. Don't blame me with the lights. Oh, my God. We went to church. We got inducted into a cult, and then we went to church. Oh, it was so cool. Campbell was... Campbell... My soon-to-be sister-in-law went to Tampa the week before. So this was also nice, too, of, like, she knew what was coming, and so she was just kind of, like, watching all of her reactions. Which was really cute. It was really funny. And she was, like, taking videos when she knew what was happening and whatnot. And she said in Tampa, it was so fucking cool with all the lights during Don't Blame Me, because Tampa's open. Right. I went back and watched it Mm -hmm. afterwards. It was cool. And then I saw a video where someone in Tampa thought that there was a UFO, but it was the lights. (laughs) It was just Taylor. It was like the lights reflecting off the clouds or something like that because it was these spotlights shining directly up into the sky, Damn. which looked cool as shit in an enclosed stadium, but in Tampa, it was fucking so cool. Yeah. Um, we got, look what you made me do. Fine. Good. Whatever. I like what she did with it. I thought it was very fun. Yeah. Um, only one Speak Now song. I know, but it was Enchanted. It was Abigail's favorite Taylor Swift song. It was my favorite song. Taylor Swift song. I think we all got our favorite Taylor songs. I was thinking that, too. I was like, we got, I mean, we're about to get into it, but we got the one. Yeah. We got Enchanted. Got Enchanted. Liv got Tolerated. That's her favorite Taylor Swift song? Well, among. Oh, sure. Um, I don't know if she ever did, like, an exact ranking, but 
she's a she's a folklore evermore mm-hmm. girly. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all got at least like one big highlight. Yeah, like one of our like top three. Yeah. For sure. Um, so we got enchanted. That dress she was wearing looked heavy as shit. Yes. Like you could just tell the way that she was moving in it that it was like weighing her down. I know. I, I was it was beautiful though. It's but. also just like really jarring to see Taylor in a ball gown. I know. I feel like she hasn't like dressed like that in so long. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Cause now it's a lot of bodysuits. Yeah. Lots of leg. Yeah, lots of leg. Which I'm not arguing with. No. Um, then we get red, which had the cutest little intro with like the dan- the back the backup dancer doing oh, yeah. that was cute. Like a almost like mime routine mm-hmm. kind of thing with the box. That was cute. That like if you had told me that this was gonna happen, I would have been like, That's so cheesy. But in the moment it was very cute. Yeah, it was cute. I mean it's still cheesy, but it was cute. Right. It was enjoyable in the moment. Yeah. Because I was also convinced she was gonna come out of that fucking box. I, <laughs> I was waiting for her to like pop out of it just like hello yeah. i thought it was going to be a joke about her being in the suitcase that would have been fucking hilarious right? oh they should have rolled the cleaning cart out with I her know. in it so we got the obvious ones from red 22 we're never ever getting back together i knew you were trouble all too well 10 minute version um this was fun and of course all too well like that was always going to happen. She had leaves falling from the sky. She had beautiful. snow falling from the sky. I wish I could have seen her better. This was one where I was kind of frustrated with the pole. Yeah, we way. had we did have a semi-obstructed view. Yeah. Um, but half the time singing to that song, I was doing my I was in my own. That's true. Space anyway. Yeah. So, it was beautiful. So cool. the red portion was solid, fine, and then. Spoken word version of Seven. I know. Which was really lovely. I didn't expect that at all. I'm yeah. kind of bummed we didn't hear it, but... I never thought we were going to, so, no. you know. Katie and I have seven tattoos. We do, so, so that was very sweet. Um, and then we heard the one, which was my, which yes. is my favorite Taylor Swift song, and she was, like, on the roof of the folklore cabin, which was, like, very ethereal and, like, hypnotizing and just, like, a... Like, a little slower, sweeter moment after, like, the high energy of Red and then into All Too Well. Mm-hmm. Like, the one was, like, almost a little, like, reset, it yeah. felt like, a little bit. Um, Betty, which I know is not your fave, but was so fun to sing in a crowd. It was fun. Betty is just, like, I understand the hype. It's just not one that gets me yeah. super hyped. She seemed like she was having so much fun singing that song. Yeah. Like, she was, like, grinning. Like, it was cute. Um, Shout out to... Our friend Madeline and her boyfriend James, because James, there's a very cute video of James singing along oh, to this song I on know. Madeline's Instagram. Because I specifically requested, I want videos of James oh my God. having a great time. That's so funny. <laughs> um, got Last Great American Dynasty. Unexpected for me. This one got spoiled for me and I was surprised by it. Yeah, I'm very surprised by it, but it was fun to sing. It was fun to sing. I think Taylor has a soft spot for this song because... It's kind of about her, but not about her. Right. Um, August, which obviously August into illicit affairs. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, she was like singing with her whole chest during this section. This was that was that was a lot, and it was great. Into my tears ricochet. Yeah, this was a big a big emotional catharsis. Yeah, and then cardigan to finish out the folklore segment. So we got more folklore songs than anything else so far. I think Midnight's and Folklore were the most, the eras with the most songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we got the full trio 
the Betty August yes. Cardigan trio. Me too. Cardigan was not a song that I liked that much when it came out, but it has really grown on me, and I think it some, has some of her best lyrics. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, Chasing Shadows in the Grocery Line is, like, an all-time... That is a good one. Uh, ...lyric, and so... Of course we were going to hear that one. 1989 was exactly what you would have expected it to be. The, it was yeah. style. It was blank space. It was shake it off. It was wildest dreams. It was bad blood. Yeah. It, it was fine. It was fine. Um, I don't, Yeah, I felt about 1989 the same way I felt about the red segment where I was like, you know, I'm having fun. I'm engaged. But like, right. I, I enjoyed the 1989 so- songs more than I enjoy the red ones. Red has... Red is not my album, mm-hmm. and the songs I do like from Red are not the hits. I wish we had gotten, like, one deeper cut from each of those. Yes. Like, a little fan service of, like, hey, I know y'all really love Begin Again or whatever, which <sighs> I, I know. Um, the We went to the Friday Night Houston show, and the Sunday Night Houston show got Begin Again, so I'm happy for my friends and our friends who went that night, but fuck all y'all. Mad for us. Yeah. Although... We did win a little bit. Yeah, because right after this, we got Wonderland Acoustic. Yes! Which was incredible. And then we got You're Not Sorry on Piano, which, like, I don't know if this is all over your talk, TikTok, but everyone is like, this is one of her all-time greatest vocal performances. Ooh. Yeah. I've been seeing, I've been on the Wonderland side of everyone being like, I cannot fucking believe you guys got Wonderland. I love that song. I love that song. I love Wonderland. And so this was very cool. This is not one I even put in like my hopeful surprise song rotation, but I didn't think that hard about it unless I was really hoping for Right Where You Left Me. Yeah. But so whoever gets that one, I don't want to talk. Yeah. But, you know. The good thing is, is that all of the girlies are out here on TikTok, so I feel like we're seeing all the surprise songs anyway, which is a delight. I was watching the TikTok live for Sunday night, and I tuned in during 1989, and I was like, oh, she's about to do the surprise songs. Mm -hmm. So I watched Begin Again and Cold As You for Sunday night on a TikTok live, and it was very emotional, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah, I'm going to maybe, I won't do it every time she tours, but I I think I might try to tune in for the surprise ones when I have the ability. Yeah, because now that you kind of know, you're like, okay, it's like 9.30-ish, yeah. between 9.30 and 10 p.m., so I know maybe it's about that time. Yeah. <laughs> when they're in the same time zone as us, at least. So then we got, we got surprise songs, and then all of Midnight's, which I was... You know, I think, as we've said on this podcast before, all of Midnight's, pretty much, they're all stadium bangers. Any of those songs would have hit yep. real hard in a stadium. So I'm not mad about what we've got. I'm upset about what we were missing, but I think if she had swapped out other songs, I would have been saying the same thing. Yeah, so we got Lavender Haze. Obviously. Into Antihero. Obviously. obviously. We got Midnight Rain. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, but I did really love the way she arranged it. Mm-hmm. And then we all left our bodies for vigilante shit. Uh, Taylor does a chair dance that is not that intense, but it is uh, not. Taylor's never sexy on stage no. in that way. No. And so that was, as someone who has seen her now five times, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So I had heard about this, but I did not watch videos. And so. When, so I knew it was coming, but I hadn't seen it. And so when they started bringing out the chairs, I think I nudged you, and I was like, watch, 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 watch. Yeah. And it, it it was really cool. It was so cool. It I was, loved it. It was very hot. Yeah. And then Bejeweled, which was so fun, and she did the TikTok dance, yes. which, like, oh, I love it. Mastermind, which I'm so glad we got. Because I am glad about that one. 
I thought she would play it, but I was like, what if she doesn't? I don't know. I'm very glad we got that one. And then Karma as a finisher, it's like the perfect finisher song. She's so good at picking like kind of the most fun, like maybe not the best songs, but like the most fun songs off of a record to finish with. Like rep ended with This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, which is like not kind of a garbage kind of a garbage song. But a fun ender. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's why I wasn't too surprised that Karma was like Karma I it's a goofy song. It's right. silly. It's silly. But yeah. I think that's why it makes sense it's as fun. a closer. Yeah. She was wearing this great like pink I want shiny it. fringy jacket. The choreo was so fun. I find myself like doing the little like step to the side oh, yeah. dance and the there little are, like, like tutorials everywhere. <laughs> I know. It's so cute. There was confetti everywhere. It was uh, Okay, what's the one song you wish she had played? Maroon, I think. Ooh. Not question? (sighs) Probably, yeah, probably question. I don't know. I mean, like, if I'm going to answer that question, honestly, it's Death by a Thousand Cuts. But, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe question. I'm trying to think of what would have been more fun to sing in a group. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe question. I don't know. Those two are real. Even though I like question more in terms of wanting to, like, see it and sing along with it, those two are pretty close for mm. me. Obviously, there are all kinds of deep cuts that I – like, the surprise, so- the surprise song that I was wishing for was um, The Other Side of the Door, oh. which is a great song. Somebody's going to get that one. So, definitely someone's going to get that one. I I felt like we got some pretty good ones, though. I'm pretty happy with – you're yes. not sorry in Wonderland. Yes, absolutely. I don't think there are any that I would have been like straight up like disappointed by, but there are definitely some that I would have been like, okay, cool. Yeah. But these I was I like both of these songs. People were like, What did Joe do for her to do Wonderland followed by You're, You're not, not Sorry? I know. Um What do you wish you had heard? I in my dream set list, we would have heard like haunted. Yeah. Which would have been... Well, Dream Setless, we would have gotten more Speak Now. Yes, we would have gotten more Speak Now. Like, at least the sparks fly. Come on. I wish we had gotten... Yeah, like you said, I wish we had gotten, like, one deeper cut from Red, like mm-hmm. like a treacherous. Right. That would have been amazing. A State of Grace. A State of Grace. A State of Grace is a stadium banger. Yeah. But somebody already got that one. Yeah. Our friend Nadia did. Yes. I don't know. It. I, I feel very happy with what we did get, that we got... Oh, I would have loved another rep. Would have loved like a call it what you want. Uh, I was I like if I had to pick two surprise songs, it would have been the other side of the door and call it what you want. Um, but I've seen call it once you call it what you want live before, so I'm not that upset about it. But I do really, really, really love that song. Like I understand you got to do the hits, right. and when you do an eras tour like this, and you're doing and you're breaking it up in like literally into eras you got to do the hits from those eras so i understand that i do just wish for like red in like 1989 and like some of maybe some of the more back catalogs like we got one more yeah like half hits and then maybe like one or two deep cuts also like can you call it an eras tour if there's nothing from debut because that i have beef with that was surprising like at least one song yeah, just, I don't know. Throw it into the fearless segment if you really need to. Do a medley. Yeah. I don't get like, give us something. I I was surprised with no, with none. Not yeah. not even like our song. Right. I feel like our song is the obvious choice mm-hmm. 
because um, everyone knows that song. Like, it doesn't have to be a Tim McGraw or whatever, but, like, our song was the first kind of, like, breakout, like, top 40 radio hit. Yeah. So. Would have, could have, should have. <laughs> that would have been a great one to hear live. Yeah. Man. I'll die for whoever gets Dear John or would have, could have, oh, should have. I don't know if she'll do Dear John. I don't. I, that one feels man, to I me so. right now how it felt when she wouldn't play all too well for such a long time. Mm. I don't know. Maybe she's waiting to get to the other side of the Speak Now re-record. Mm. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I do feel like... I both feel sad that we're on the other side of it and relieved because I had all this, like, built-up energy anticipating it. And now I feel like I can live my normal life a little bit easier. You can get back on TikTok. (laughs) Right. I can get back on TikTok. I can, like, you know, plan for a vacation. I can, like, like, because, like, last week I barely got any work done. I was, like, a little kid the night before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it did really feel like Christmas. The next day, I just, like, started crying for, like, no reason. I was just, like, sad it was over for yeah. two days. I was sick yeah, from screaming. Yeah. Worth it, but it did happen. Yeah. Um, it was delightful. Uh, no, no, no notes. No I just, notes. It I was just, perfect. It was amazing. I just genuinely feel very grateful that we got to go and... Yeah, I feel I feel grateful that we were all like financially able to pull it together, like logistics wise able to pull it together. I recognize that we are very fortunate in that we got to go mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. Grateful to you for fighting Ticketmaster <laughs> for like 12 straight hours. Oh boy. That was I will never forget that part of it. Yeah, I feel just, like I will owe you for the rest of my life simply for that well, one day. Next next tour, maybe you can fight Ticketmaster, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's, I, I feel very grateful for this to be kind of not like the cap on my, you know, Taylor Swift rediscovery journey, which has felt like another journey of self-discovery, but, like, not the climax either. I don't know. Just, like, a nice little, like, wow, we did this and, like, I don't know. It was a nice moment with my mom, too. Yeah, yeah. It was, and it's been really nice. Like, I think it's a nice, for me, it's a nice part of the, like, wedding planning process for you because I've been getting to know your family more and stuff, too. And so this kind of felt like a piece of that, of, like, you know, feeling kind of included and enmeshed with your family, which is very special. Oh, Yeah. I, I texted my mom and Chris, like, after we'd gotten home and it was just like, thank you so much. Like everyone had a really great time and uh, that was very nice of you guys. And mom just like texted back and she was like, it was so fun to see you guys all so excited. And in honor of Miss Taylor, who also like, I was watching videos of her the next day and it was like, I know her. She's my friend. I met her. Yeah. She's my friend. I know. No, she doesn't know who I am at all. Nope. But it was wow, this woman exists in real life. This is crazy. Yeah, like I saw her actual human body yeah. in the same room that I was in. I We breathed the same air in yes. NRG Stadium. We did. But, man. Um, before we sign off, let's make this semi-book related. What <laughs> What are you reading? Ooh, okay. So, so the day that we're recording this is Happy Place Release Day. I'm... Right now, I'm in a beach read reread, but I am about to put it all aside. You're so giddy right now. (laughs) I'm so excited. 
I am putting it all aside, and I am picking up my copy of Happy Place from Book People later, and I'm going to take the dogs to the park, and I'm going to start it, and I am so excited. Yeah, Ryan and I are going on a date tonight since we're recording this now instead of later, and so we're going to go get Cuban food, which I'm very excited Ooh. about. Um, and we haven't had a little date night in a while, and we've been apart a lot recently because he's been traveling, and I've been traveling, whatever. Um, so I'm like, don't get me wrong, I'm very excited to go on a date with my husband, but I'm like, why did I plan it on the day that Happy Place comes out? Because I really want to go home and read it. Do you have it on your Kindle already? Yeah, okay. yeah. The, my bookshop order sw- uh, shipped, but it doesn't get here until next week, so right. I got it on my Kindle also so that I can read it for the next episode of the podcast. Uh, Emily Henry was on GMA yesterday. She looked gorgeous. <laughs> I um, need to go look. Yeah, she looked very cute. Um yeah. So, so you're excited. so other than Happy Place, you're rereading Beach Read. I am. I feel like I just finished something else recently, but that. Oh. Um, I was thinking of our. Oh yeah. Our no. no. <laughs> um, uh, I'm reading. Uh, finally, Josie Silver's One Night on the Island or One Night on an Island. I can't remember the title of it. Oh, report back on that one. It's I'm about like 60% of the way through, and it took me a really long time to pick it up because it got mixed reviews, and I know we both loved One Day in December. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love it. Really? Yeah. Ooh, okay. I feel like I'm now finally like, one, I think Happy Place is really going to kick me out of my reading slump. Yeah. Do this one. It's an Abigail Cozy. Ooh, okay. It's on an island in Ireland. They're in a cabin. Yeah. You speak in my language. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Place is really going to kick my ass and get me out of my slump, but man, I'm so excited. Also, I will need some good vacation reading books for my France trip. Yes. So I need some boat books because I'm going on a river cruise. You can reread Shift. I could reread Shift. Different vibes. Different vibes. Um, Well. I don't know if I know of any other boat books besides that other one that we both liked. I don't even need a boat book. It just yeah. needs to be a vacation cozy. I got you. I know I you got do. you. We should do an updated roundup of vacation reads going we into should. the summer. We should. We'll probably do that. Yeah. Do do one night on the island, though. I really think you'll like it. Mm, okay. Well, well, we'll see you all next time. Thank you for indulging us. Yes. Sorry this wasn't about books, but I uh, assume the Venn diagram of romance readers and Taylor Swift overlaps quite a bit. Yeah. The center of that Venn diagram is pretty big. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um. But we'll see y'all next time for our episode about Emily Henry's newest book, Happy Place. Oh, my God. I'm so excited.